Are you struggling to find your purpose in life? Do you feel like something is missing and you need some guidance? Do you often feel unfulfilled with what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to feel that way anymore. I'm here to help you through your journey in life to gain clarity, find purpose, and passion. My name is Jose Miguel Longo. I'm a gay Hispanic, a husband, dog daddy, advocate for social justice, and DEI ally for all LGBTQ+, a career and life coach and millennial born in 1983. I have spent my time since the age of 14 working my way around the world of work. I know my God-given talents are to help those around me to gain clarity in their lives while finding their passion and purpose. For the last decade, I've spent my time coaching college students and alums from all three generations, X, Y, and Z, and designing their career stories and mapping what they want to do in their lives. Whether it's gaining clarity in who you are and what you're meant to do, learning to build a resume or write a cover letter, holding you accountable and building your career journey, or designing your life, the podcast Coaching for Millennials is a how-to guide for all things career, life, and a sprinkle of everything in between. It is an all-inclusive space for meaningful conversations on topics happening in our world right now. It is a space for people to go on a holistic journey in uncovering their passion and purpose. I'm here for all generations, no matter what you identify as. If you're seeking to transition from a career industry or job to another, or ready to transform your life completely, I got you, boo. Whatever the fantasy you're trying to create, let me make it happen. If you're ready to start the journey to explore your passion and purpose, get focused on gaining clarity to transform you to a place that will fuel you, inspire you, and sprinkle some joy and laughter in between, it's time to dive into Coaching for Millennials. What is going on, Chit Chatters? Welcome to another episode of Coaching for Millennials. Today's show is about the great resignation. And before we jump into all the things that I'm going to talk to you about in regards to that, I first want to just recap on the last two weeks um, because I've been kind of MIA. So for the first, first time since launching the podcast and the show, I've taken a little bit of a hiatus and I haven't um, shared any episodes, but I've been doing it for really good reasons and I'll explain why. Um, I needed a mental break from everything and I needed to kind of pause and reset. Um, I've been working super, super, super hard on my job search, which is not something that I've shared very much about with all y'all. And um, I've had to like prep for many interviews and do a lot of interviews and all the things that go with job searching. And obviously this podcast is about that as well, but also about creating awareness around um, life and things that are relevant to career with life and awareness around everything else that's happening in our world. So for me, it was a couple of things. Um, I had mentioned that I was going on vacation in the last episode. I did. I came back from vacation and then everything just became very overwhelming to catch up to and just keep up and get organized. So I had to really prioritize my um, time uh, to be able to do all the things. And I've had construction going on at home, which has been crazy, trying to do these interviews and trying to do everything, all the, trying to do all the things, really. So, you know... 
I don't want to say that I'm a terrible host, but I'm sorry that I haven't given you any new content. But I'm here and I'm back and I'm going to give you an amazing episode today because this conversation about the Great Resignation is I think that people are having, but also not realizing what's happening in the world of work. And thinking about the pandemic that we're still living in, I know the world is open, at least most of the world is open. Um, The world of work has not completely fully checked in to be 100% open. So many of us are still working remotely. I know I still am working remotely. Um, I only go into the office two days a week and I'm at home three days a week. But with that, we can see that people during the pandemic took into serious considerations their thoughts and feelings about their career and have taken the opportunity to really reflect and have some self-awareness of what they want to do with themselves and how they view work and what's important to them in the relationship of work. And this process of what's going on in the world of work is that we're finding um, a lot of people resigning who, you know, if it's not on their terms, right, if it's not them being able to negotiate something in relationship to their job, because now they've found themselves creating a work-life balance that's forced them to integrate their work at home while working from home, people are looking at, um, well, this isn't what I want to do. I think I want to do this. And trying to negotiate that can be tricky. Um, When you work for a company or an organization, and some employers aren't willing to negotiate anything with their employees. The one thing that Well, not the one thing, there's many things, but the thing that kind of really hits home for me is that it's finally coming to light, especially here in the U.S. when it comes to the workforce, that people are burnt out from what the pandemic has caused them to do um, in relationship to working from home and having to adapt to thinking about going back to an office in work, in actual workplace setting can be kind of stressful and kind of overwhelming. And so people are looking for ways to be creative, to identify how they can stay home and working from their home office. Now, the great resignation, like, I mean, I can't drive down the block on James Street, which is the main road off of where I live, And not see signs posted in every single retailer that says help wanted. I don't know about y'all, but if you go out to eat or if you go out to, um, you know, any retailer or business, (laughs) there's a a shortage of workers. But even when it comes to um, the actual jobs that are not like retail or restaurant or hospitality, that is also becoming uh, an issue. Because people are looking for the opportunities where not only do they want to work from home longer, but they've they've actually taken the time to say, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, Which, here's the thing though, there's a good side to it, but there's also a bad side to it, right? I don't know that there has been in our history of work a, a period like this where people are leaving jobs 
and looking for new work or leaving jobs and quitting them to start their own business. Um, I know that the number of people starting businesses is up. I think it's up 11%. Don't quote me on that. Um, but people are prioritizing their mental well-being, looking for work-life balance, and looking for opportunities that are more realistic to what they want to do that's fulfilling them. And that's kind of really the whole purpose of what I wanted to focus in this conversation. I think it was important for me to mention that this great resignation is impacting so much of how the world operates. Because if you think about what businesses are doing, if you don't have the necessary people and the the folks working in place to do all the things they need to do, that impacts how these companies function. So it's it's a challenge that, you know, when we think about what do businesses need to do to be able to change their operating standards to accommodate what employers are looking for, the list is pretty lengthy. One of the things that comes up very often amongst all the articles that I've read and some of the conversations I've had with some of my friends and peers is that people, employees, want better work-life balance. And in thinking about how some employers have immediately requested their employees to come back to work without having kind of like this transition period. So maybe like, for example, I'm going back to work um, in September and we've had this transition period where we've slowly started to come back, um, you know, a couple of days a week. So that's giving the people to have the opportunity to get what they need to get done while they're still working from home, but also being in the office. So 100% coming back in person without having this transition can be a shock and also causes people, you know, the lack of a work-life balance that they're looking for because they've just spent the last 16, 17, 18 months working 100% from home. And whether you're sitting in your dining room table or you actually have an actual office, you're still not leaving your house. And there's so many stressors that play a, a pivotal role in how that impacts people. And it not only does it impact the self, the person, it impacts their families because people who have kids now have to, not that they weren't doing it before, because obviously, if you think back before the pandemic, there was childcare, but childcare has become really challenging because of the pandemic. And when we're still living in a pandemic and people are trying to return back to a sense of normalcy, the things that were implicated and impacted by the pandemic haven't changed. And I know that our government's trying to provide those folks who have children with some, I guess, funding, if you want to call it, based on the need for childcare um, to support that or that child care tax um, credit, which is what people are getting, I guess, um, to really support them in that that change and accommodations. But at the same time, when we talk about work-life balance, there's some boundaries that have been overstepped when the world asked everyone to stay home and work remotely. And some of those boundaries are where people who had been working um you know, beyond the traditional 40-hour work week and people who had been working, 
you know, beyond the traditional salary exempt so you doesn't matter how many hours you work you work straight salary that is that needs to change and there's also this pay equity gap which i won't go into in this episode but i also think that's an also important conversation to be aware of because we've seen how minimum wage is changing and we see how people who are um experienced and educated are now competing with people who don't have the education or have limited experience in the workforce and the pay is not getting expanded the way it should be. But that's a whole different conversation. Let's go back to some of the other things that are being asked or employees are asking of their employers to support um, this work-life balance. So... You know, the the mindset, and this is how Americans have always lived, is that we've we've lived to work, right? We've always um, had this mindset of work, 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 and there's never been a time or a period of just detaching yourself from it. I think the shift with technology has also forced us to be always on. We have our phone, so that means you're accessible and people can reach you. So if you're working, like I was on vacation and I checked my emails all through vacation. I shouldn't have to do that if I'm on vacation. It's my time. I earned that time to take it off and to enjoy it. Now, does my company say that I have to do that? No, but in our minds, we've been trained to have to always be that way. Now, I'll also say that I didn't do it where I was on my phone checking my emails for hours on end. I'd wake up in the morning, I'd spend 20 minutes just looking to see if there was anything that I had to take care of, or there was a 911 or a red flag, and then after that, I didn't check it again. But in years past, I had felt pressure that I needed to do that, and I felt that I would I needed to be on all the time. The shift of what the pandemic has created for people today is that we're now shifting our mindset that we work to live, right? And the work to live mindset is something that our country has been slowly moving the needle forward before the pandemic. But I think the pandemic has now caused a lot of these companies to really reflect on how are they going to support their employees, And when you have this mass exodus of people saying, nope, I'm not dealing with this. I can go work someplace else and have a better balance in my life. That impacts how the culture of a company is perceived. And if if you're mindful of what workplace culture is, people want work-life balance. It's not just about saying it. They really want it. And they're going to want it even more so now that their priorities have changed. When you look back at what has happened the last 18 months, hundreds of thousands of people have died. And whether you were directly impacted by the pandemic through due to COVID or someone you know who's close to you was impacted, that's changed your perception of your whole entire life. And we should never be people in a society who essentially live to work. That's not what we're supposed to be doing as humans. And we were never intended to be that. Now, from, from, from the norm that we've created, right, we think about how has this impacted 
us as human beings. So there's a there's a mental and a physical health that plays into this. One is finding the opportunity to muster up the courage to have these conversations and being aware of what's causing you burnout when you need to decompress, when you need to take a break. I was just talking about that a little while ago. You know, I've I've done so many things in the last three months, not just from the perspective of the podcast, but I'm trying to prepare myself for where I see myself in my future of work in my career. And so as I'm getting ready to transition into a new role, hopefully, knock on wood, in the next um, few months or so, I've also been looking at what side hustles can I pick up. So I'm currently contracting um, as a career coach for a great company supporting students that are going through boot camps. Um, There are tech boot camps. I've transitioned to create a pricing package tailored specifically to a demographic of folks who are part of my niche, but also I haven't worked with this um, demographic in a while. And it's also something that I think that will be unique to try and create something that's affordable, especially right now when people who may have lost their jobs through the pandemic are starting to look for work because there's now more work out there and really want that help and assistance. So this is not specifically to life coaching. This is specifically to career coaching. Um, And then, you know, when you talk about applying to a job, you've heard me talk about this all the time. You have to apply, 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 apply. And sometimes when you do apply a lot, if you're really good at creating a resume and making yourself sound good and writing the cover letter, you get a lot of interviews. And so for me, that's been the journey that I've been on for the last two and a half months is the interviewing process. And sometimes, depending on the nature of your industry, that takes a lot of time. But I've been one of those people that's been reflecting um, as I've gone on this journey as to what I really want for myself in my next job and what do I really want for myself for the future. And I thought that I wanted to be remote. And so I was looking for remote work. And what I've learned is that even though I want to be remote, there's still a part of me that wants the work of working in person and working in the field of higher ed. I for sure thought that I wanted to transition transition out of direct support in person, um, but I'm kind of like in between. And the only reason I wanted that was... I want to be able to travel more and working from home for some organizations means that you can work from anywhere as long as you're in the U.S. And so that flexibility to me was important because I can be, let's say, in Florida and, you know, my husband's getting ready to retire in two years. So I can work from Florida when we're in Florida and I can work from Syracuse when we're in Syracuse. That was kind of the idea of what I was thinking about for my future in work for the next few years, and at least into that transitioning of remote work. But as I started to keep interviewing more and more, I realized, oh, wow, I can see myself doing this, working for another company and organization, or I should say institution, and really enjoying it because it's refreshing and it's new and the culture is different and, it, and it's lifted my spirits up and made me feel more connected. So my, my situation is very different, but I'm conflicted. But I'm also sharing with you my experience because that's what we talk about here. We talk about what we're going through, what we're living in the moment. Now, 
that's been part of why people have been resigning. For me, my different my situations differently. I'm looking for a job because I have to because my contract's up in January. So with that with that having been said, I've I've been looking for a different culture, um, a place that's very open minded, a place that's very diverse, a place that's very inclusive, and that that's been what I'm looking for in a job. Um, but as we take into consideration what this great resignation really means. Um, It's really requiring companies to provide a different level of engagement that has access to this work-life balance where people are working to live, right? Not living to work. And at the same time, there's a much more um, deeper rooted level of support and resources that are being acclimated and accommodated to creating not just talking about work-life balance but actually creating work-life balance i think it was sweden that adopted a four-day work week recently um and they've been testing that out to really provide people as a country right uh the country went along and did this a better work-life balance. And of course, that's going to create people to be more happy because they don't feel as angst and stress when it comes to spending so much time at work. But, you know, I think that the European culture in some European countries have always been been steadfast at creating work-life balance for their people. You've got countries like um, Spain that have a siesta. So everything closes in the afternoon and then opens later in the evening. Um, so like you have like a four hour work break in between your day and you work four hours and then you have a four hour work break and then you go back for four hours. So there's, there are other places outside of our culture in the United States that have been super, super open and effective in creating a positive work-life balance, um, environment. Now, the other thing is like, how do you create the space to provide folks this type of new environment. And I think it needs to be where companies come together to allow the employees to be part of the conversation because this way the employees feel like they're part of the process and they're part of being able to connect and talk about the challenges. Um, When we think about what generation is being impacted the most or is impacting the most this actual shift and this actual um, great resignation, it's really the millennials. And there was a recent um, survey done by Finnery that found that 83% of millennials find that working overtime is the norm and that nearly 70% confess to regularly working on the weekends. So this particular study and Finnery, I don't know who they are, but I'm reading this based on um, a report that was done on culture and burnout generation. And when we look at the, the predominant workforce that's out there now, people who are working, millennials is on, are, are on top. Boomers come second and then Gen Zers. And it's, it's challenging when you spend so much of your life working to not feel like you're able to contribute back to yourself. And you have to question that in every job you do. 
Let's take, for example, what just happened with Simone Biles. She is a award-winning um, Olympic medalist who has been competing in the Olympics for however many years. And she decided to step down because she wanted to be more mindful of her mental health. The pressure that goes into competing in a sport. Now, yes, that is her job, right? She is a professional athlete that competes. That is her job. If you can't recognize when you need to step back and have that self-awareness of how you have to step back and being able to not feel scared of vocalizing that, you need to really reassess where you're working and what you're doing to determine if it's a good fit for you. Because if you're not okay and you're not in a good headspace to do what's expected of you at work, you have to have these challenging conversations and they don't have to be hard. And I don't want to create um, a consensus that these things are hard. They're hard because we make them and because we feel so indebted and committed to what we do in our work. But we should feel comfortable and feel that, you know, talking about mental health is more normalized in our society. There's always a stigma about being able to say, I suffer from depression or I deal with anxiety or I suffer from stress or all the things that come from that. And our society is changing slowly, but it's so slowly to change that this is why this great resignation is happening. And I also mentioned other reasons why, but... Really, to kind of conclude this, I thought it was important to have a conversation. I would love to hear from all of you what you think about this. If there's any of you out there who listen to the podcast who have been taking the time to really reflect on where you see your careers and where you see your careers going and what it is that you want for yourself. Has the pandemic caused you to think about resigning from your job and looking for a new one that is more... um, has a better work-life balance and has a different environment? Have you decided to maybe leave your job to find one that is actually 100% remote? Let me know. Leave a message in the comments. Send a DM. I would love to hear um, from all of you. Um, Having said all that, I want to share that next week is my surgery. So from from that perspective... um, the episode that I mentioned that I was going to share a couple weeks ago with my good friend Rena Freeman Watts is going to air next week. Um, so that will give me some time to recoup, excuse me, from the surgery. And then I can start fresh with some newer episodes. And as I'm taking a break from work to recuperate from my surgery, I hope to bring on some new guests and have some fresh voices and then also pick up on airing our our series on, what is it called, Strengths Finder, um, how to uncover your strengths. So that will that'll be to come soon. So I hope everyone is safe. I hope everyone is well. Um, you know, I was thinking about this before when I started talking about this episode and I wanted to mention when I was away on vacation, I went to Provincetown. Now it's no secret because it's made the national news, um, that the COVID rate of infection in Provincetown has been ridiculous. And I have, thank God, did not get COVID while I was there, but five of my good friends did and they were all vaccinated 
And so I have to put out a PSA that even if you're vaccinated, you can still get COVID. Granted, you don't get it as bad as if you didn't have the vaccination. But vaccination is important for us to get to a point of herd immunity. And for people out there who aren't getting vaccinated, shame on you. And I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just saying shame on you. Because you're the folks who are still out and about who are at a higher risk of getting COVID, who have a higher risk of becoming hospitalized, and a higher risk of actually ending up dead. And you're also the ones who are spreading it because people who are vaccinated clear aren't spreading it. But the ones who are not vaccinated are the ones that are getting it and spreading it to those who are. So go get vaccinated. I don't understand the reasoning why people don't want to get vaccinated. I know for those folks who may have some health concerns about the vaccine may want to consult with their doctors. And the reality is that we're never going to get out of this pandemic and we're never going to get past um, COVID if we just don't get vaccinated. It's not enough that the 70% of the country is vaccinated because clearly the numbers are rising. We're going to a time now where as we get past summer and we go into fall, that I'm 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 almost certain the numbers are going to go up. Um, and, and if you look at some places, you're also seeing that mask mandates are coming back indoors. I know it happened in Provincetown because of the number of people who, um, who were positive who tested positive for covid but it's happening in new york again and it's just sad and i think that we've come so far in the fight against this um this disease and the fight against the the covid itself and in the pandemic that we don't want to take all those steps back so please 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 just if you're not vaccinated go get yourself vaccinated Think about your family. Think about your friends. Think about your loved ones. And I got, God bless everybody. I hope everyone who is part of the show and listens to the show is, is there. And I thank you so much for your always unconditional support and for being there for me. Have an awesome day and until the next episode. Hey, Chatter. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to share it with the world. We welcome everyone for listening. And if you'd like, please go on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Those reviews mean everything to me and they help the show grow, as well as for me to know what topics you want to hear from next. Be sure to go visit to coachingwithjoseamiguel.com or Coaching for Millennials for more up-to-date content, newsletters, blogs, information about coaching for life and career. Thank you so much for being a part of our magical world and for being part of this program. I can't wait to the next episode.